Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to The Moon Underwater, everyone. I, John Robbins, am your landlord, kitting out the dream pubs of anyone who wanders into the correct realm. Uh, with me is my regular, the lovely Robin Allender, and also Joe Wilkinson, star of stage and screen, a familiar face to many millions, and someone who brings delight uh, to the lives of the great British public. A few. Oh, no. <laughs> Familiar to millions. <laughs> Loved by handfuls. <laughs> no, everyone loves you, Joe. I know a few on... Anyway, I can, I'll send you some Twitter handles. Okay. Of people who um, I refuse to block because they win. Really? Is that Good your... Good point. Yeah. Before we return to your dream pub, we must uh, complete the Moon Underwater pub quiz. Robin... Thanks, John. Yeah, this week the pub quiz was all about celebrities' real names. And question one was Dido, whose album No Angel came out in 1999, if you remember that. Dido's real name. Is it A, Imogen Araminta Bexley-Sackville, B, Florian Cloud de Bonville O'Malley Armstrong, or C, Vanessa Georgette Tomini Chins Ranton? Joe, what, what do you think? I'm going to go for C, but I will not repeat the name. OK, you're going for Vanessa Georgette. John, what are you going for? I'm going for A. You're going for A. It's actually B. It's Florian Cloud de Bonneville O'Malley Armstrong. Oh, is Dido's real name. Can I swear? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, question two. Richard Melville Hall is the real name of which US musician and producer? Is it A, Drake, B, Diplo, or C, Moby? Joe, what, what are you saying for that? I don't know who Diplo is. Do you know who Diplo is, John? No. I'm going to go Diplo. Okay, going for B, Diplo. John? I'm going Moby. John, you're bang right, it is Moby. Yes. Richard Melville Hall. He claims to be the great, great, great nephew of Herman Melville, author of Moby Dick, hence Moby. Huh. Claims, so he's not. Surely you can work it out. Work what out? Well, surely someone else could work out whether he was if he claims to be. How do you work it out? Go on, who do you think you are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go on there on Moby's behalf. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to do me. I'll do, I want to do, to do Moby. Can I do Moby? That's really Can funny. I do Moby? And uh, where, where was Moby born? I don't know. I don't know. No idea. I don't know. I don't know. I, thought you'd... I can't really even name one of his songs, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, just, I want to know if he's related to... Uh... 
Yeah, I only I only said claim because that was what it says on his Wikipedia page. He says he says that he was related to Herman. Why would he lie? Why would he lie? Good point. On your Wikipedia page, there is a quote from a very middling review of one of your shows. I know. Is, did you put that on there? Because <laughs> it strikes me as exactly the sort of thing you would dig out and put on. Well, when you say middling, it's the best one I've had. <laughs> but it felt very Joe Wilkinson to include that. <laughs> it does really make me laugh. That really scathing kind of... Oh, it's not really... It's just something like... It's just. I don't know, it's not that good, But is it? so many comedians, you can just tell within a second that they've written their own Wikipedia page. Because it's sort of vague, it gives information no Wikipedia page would ever have. And is it slightly positive? Well, it's very vaunting about, like, in 2019, they played Rutland Arts Festival. And <laughs> the room sold that kind of, that sort of thing. I was going to have a look at my Wikipedia. I'll, t- I'll tell you what's worth a, a look when you have a mo is the author John Banville, the Irish author John Banville's Wikipedia page, because I think he writes his own. Because he, he's got a bit in his, I'm just reading it now, that says, his typical day begins with a drive from his home in Dublin to his office by the river. He writes from 9am until lunch. He then dines on bread, cheese and tea and resumes working until six. Like, why is that on the way? Citation needed, citation yeah, needed. Definitely some citations well, needed. When I went to Wikipedia, Wilfred Zaha came up as the default. I've obviously been looking, the last thing I looked at was Wilfred Zaha's mm-hmm. Wikipedia. A lot to book. learn about Zaha. Yeah. yeah but he was, he was 30. He's 30? That's all it says, nothing else. Oh, really? Just his age? Just his age. Does that get updated automatically when you... Uh, does someone have to go in and update everyone's age? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Who Have you ever... Have you updated after updated Wikipedia after someone's died? Because no. I know you used to do that, John. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did once update Ronnie O'Sullivan's career timeline after a, a major victory because I was watching it live and I just went, went on and added the green W to one of the, uh, one of the little... But you um, don't do... That person's dead, because you always wanted no. to be the person to do it, didn't you? I did always want to be, but yeah. it's so hard with the connection speed some of these people have got. You've got to be right on it. You you have to be almost at the hospital. Yeah. So you, you do like to do a little proofread and change everything to past tense, though. You, you kind of tidy up the grammar mm. a bit, don't you? Change all that is to was mm. and stuff. Yeah, because a lot of people have got sort of um, software that immediately changes the, them from living to dead, but what they don't that's all they care about. They don't go through and change all the tenses. No. It's a nice thing that you do. Uh, Robin, what's what's the third answer? The third answer? Oh, yes. So, yeah, we were talking about the Phoenix family, the famous acting family with River and Joaquin. What did they change their name from? Well, they changed it to Phoenix in the late 70s, but what was it originally? So was it A, Fufkin, B, Bottom, or C, Willyman? <laughs> Fuss, fuss, Joe. A, fuss, was it Fuskin? Fuff, Fufkin. 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 Uh, jo- Joe's gone for A, Fuffkin. I've also John? gone for Fuffkin. You've gone for Fuffkin. It's bottom. Is it? It's bottom, yeah. Not Willy Man. <laughs> Not Willy Man. <laughs> Can I ask, Robin, when you were choosing the other two options, what came first? What went through my head? Yeah, well, why Willy Man? <laughs> well, Willy Man, I just was trying to think of a silly name, but I did, I googled Willy Man. With an eye, <laughs> Willy Men, and it is a name. Is that why you were late today? <laughs> <laughs> I googled Willy Men, and, and there was just an immediate knock on the door, and it was a policeman. 
good because I've been Googling Willy Men. And Fufkin is a reference to Spinal Tap, Artie Fufkin. Oh. Yeah. This method to the madness. Method to the madness. There's wisdom to the Willy Men. Lovely. The Willy Men, yeah. So Bottom, Bottom, River Bottom, it would have been. But there we go. They changed the name to Phoenix. Superb pub quiz there, Robin. I won 1 0. Yes, 1-0. Sorry, I forgot forgot that important bit. There we go. Now, Joe, before we begin to kit out the rest of your pub, tell me what kind of pub you like. What are your early memories of pubs? Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Kent. My local pub is now burnt down. Right. It's now flats, I think. There was always rumours that it was a... Can you say anything? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, but just not a lot going on. So people just said that might have actually burnt down. Early memories of that pub. I, the thing I'm, that, that pub always stuck in my head was, I think one of the very first times I went in there, you know when you go into, my, I've got an older brother and he, him and his best mate have been going to the pub for like three years and then you sort of join, don't you? It's quite nerve wracking. And one of the, I think it was the first time I went in there. I, I walked in there and it was, I think it was like a Wednesday or something. And a man was stripped completely naked and they'd put his willian testicles onto the cushion of the pool table. Oh. And they were bouncing the balls around the table. (laughs) And, like, the stressed look on the man's face. (laughs) He was there of his own volition. Yeah, I think it was, like... I think it was bleak. I think it was, like... (laughs) I think it was just stag do, and they were just having it in the local pub, and they were doing that. And I, I, I knew everyone, and I was just like, oh, this is bleak. So that was a very early, like, I never really sort of, I would, every time I walk in and see the pool table, I remember that. That was your first time you ever went to a pub, was that? I think that was the first time I went to the, like, the local pub. I think we probably, you know, there's a weird time because you sort of go to the pub with your parents and stuff, like, if you're going to a bit, but you then, like, I mean, going as sort of an adult where you're sort of, not an adult, you know, sort of in that teenager thing, probably 17, 16 or something, a bit sort of nervous or whatever. That was, the, I think, the second bleakest thing I saw there. I think the bleakest. Did you want bleak stories or good stories? Happy for bleak yeah. stories. The other one was I I saw um, someone, uh, probably a man around about my age now, I remember thinking he was old. He had a tray of, um, a tray, a tray of drinks. <laughs> And he had uh, tracksuit bottoms on, and obviously one of his mates went to pull his tracksuit bottoms down, but they caught caught his uh, boxer shorts as well, and they pulled his <laughs> they pulled his tracksuit bottoms and his boxer shorts down, and <laughs> he was I don't know maybe four or five foot from the bar, and I had, and like like it was it was bad anyway, but his mate felt like bad as well so no one got any pleasure from it it was just like oh but then obviously being a bloke it was like i think it was too intimate to sort of help him pull it back up you know that's that felt almost too caring right so there's nothing he could do so the guy had to kind of waddle back to the thing put the tray of glasses down and pull his chairs and pants up and then it didn't even get like a wee it was just like oh no <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> And then he sort of pulled his chairs out and went over the table and they sort of chatted in hushed tones. I remember thinking, I need to move. Mm. I need to get into town. <laughs> and when you moved away from Kent, where did you go to? Because you're, you're Brighton now, aren't you? Yeah, I lived in 
I lived in central, yeah, central London town, London town, round sort of Wandsworth and Tooting, that sort of area. Went north a little bit, but um, there was a great pub in Wandsworth called the Cat's Back, and it was this little gem. It was, it was incredible. It's been done up now, ruined basically, but it was, it was sort of on the river, but it was hidden. And it was before all the sort of wolves and stuff were put up there. They started building them, actually, but it just sort of remained there. It was this tiny little pub, and it was run by one bloke, like a big bearded guy, who's just one of those people that could serve, like, everyone. I don't know how he did it. And it was really, it was, like, full of stuff, and it was open really late, and we'd go there. And then Johnny Vaughan lived in Wandsworth, and he, and it wasn't that busy, this pub. And one day, Johnny Vaughan basically said on his radio show about the cat's back and what a great pub it was and then it was rammed and it kind of we never went back it was too became like everyone was like this pub's amazing we're like shit so yeah unfortunately but you know i hardly ever bring it up do you think that was the sole reason just the johnny johnny vaughan mentioning i have no basis for that whatsoever Mm. (laughs) but i believe it was yes yeah, it could be, because it only takes an extra 25 people to make a pub round. But, you know, if I saw him, would I bring it up? Yes. <laughs> the Cat's Back is a weird name for a pub, isn't it? Yeah, it's great, though. But isn't, yeah. isn't that a phrase like trying to balance or something on a cat's back? John, I find it disturbing when you type. I'm not Your typing. face completely changes. I'm looking things <laughs> up in my mind. Oh, you, beca- you become unrecognisable when you type. <laughs> When you type, get a little mirror and just see what we have to see. Well, I've got a little mirror here, in a sense. Yeah, okay, but you're not looking at it because you're typing. Yeah, see? Yeah, I I said it, I pinned it, I looked at myself. It's quite quite stern. Uh, Have you never said anything, Robin? Have you just let it go? To be honest, I've never noticed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you typing, Joe? Yes, I'm sending a message to Petra... Saying still, she said, "Are you coming to? Are you coming round?" She's at her friend's, and I said, "I'm still podding," and I, I felt really sick when I wrote podding. <laughs> I really want to go back and say pod doing John's podcast. Let's return uh, to the selections at your dream pub, Joe. Uh, you've got two spirit options. What are you going for? Ah, well, can I give a not a boring answer, but like a real answer? Of course, you can because. There is a really good company that make like non-alcoholic sort of spirity stuff, like and they're sort of like cocktaily things, you know, and they're really good, and they feel like grown-up sort of drinky drinks, like you'd have with you know like a G and T or whatever. And they're called Halu. Halu. How do you spell that? I think it's H A E L U, and they're really good. So we've been drinking those, and they're sort of what we pretend to be our spirits. So that's the real answer, because I thought, oh, I'm going to give you a real answer. Is there a specific uh, flavour that you like? No, we we've got we had we bought a few of them, and they're all nice. And I was like, shit. And because, uh, like, I think, like, non-alcoholic kind of options are, like, I've, I think I've, like, quit drinking at, like, the optimum time. Mm. Because it seems to be, like, a, the market is really starting to sort of supply really good non-alcoholic things like Lucky Saint beer is really good and these Halu 
drinks for because Petra sort of had had a few of them and they were like, oh, they're really nice. So I was like, oh, I think it'd be good if people knew about them. Mm. So I thought I'll tell John and Robin. Well, I'd never heard of them before, and I I do sort of keep my nose in with non-alcoholic stuff because uh, I really enjoy uh, non-alcoholic Guinness and the non-alcoholic Brooklyn special effects. Oh, yeah, they're nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, they've got uh, Havana Heat, Salerno Spritz, and they're not sort of... It's like they've come up with their own flavours. They're not... You can tell they put a lot of work into the end product. You know yeah. I mean? they're, they're like... They're well thought out. That's a really boring way of saying it. <laughs> so it's two, it's basically two different drinks that you can then mix with other things, isn't it? Yeah. Havana Heat and the Salerno Spritz. Get it down, you John. Is your partner also uh, not drinking at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, like it's, it, we just don't drink anymore and I think that's it. Yeah. It's been quite like Lee Mack said, he did a thing when he stopped drinking. He bought, which I thought was a really good idea, he bought every non-alcoholic lager because he drank lager and tried them all and I thought that's really clever so we sort of try lots of different stuff because it's sort of still you know because socially like it's nice to have a grown-up drink for me personally rather than a cola or something or like can I get a squash and so something like that is quite good for like Petra really likes that and I do as well actually but I still prefer the lagers as in just holding them, you know. What Have I mean? you been to drydrinker.com? No. It's the best resource for like craft non alcoholic beer and wine and spirits and stuff. It's fantastic. Dry drinker. Yeah. That looks great. I'm gonna get all I'm gonna be all over that. Yeah, they do really good mixed cases and stuff, so you can try all different things. So are we having one Halo cocktail for each choice or are you gonna have a second choice? No, I'm gonna go both of them because they're the top banana or but like them unless the only way one of them will be dislodged if someone in the next 15 minutes someone invents non-alcoholic baileys that's got to be fairly straightforward hasn't it or is it the alcohol that keeps the milk from going off or something i don't know making stuff up no i don't know but they've got 15 minutes to to nudge one of the halos oh i i think they might have it might be available. Oh, no, we've lost one of the Halos. Really? <laughs> well, there's a couple. There's Twist, alcohol-free Irish cream from Wise Bartender. No, I want actual Baileys. Ah, that's not happened yet. Crumbs Baileys is nice, isn't it? Crumbs Baileys? Crumbs, Crumbs comma Baileys is nice. Oh, I see. Sorry, I thought it was a type of Baileys. Oh, it's wonderful Baileys. I'm... Yeah, if there was a non-alcoholic one, I would I would nudge a halo off its perch. Well, as yet, Bailey's has yet to release non-alcoholic, as far as we're aware. They've got vegan. Still, still 13 minutes to go. They've still got 13 minutes to go. So in the spirit selection, we've got halo uh, Havana Heat and halo Salerno Spritz. Uh, but Robin, please, please replace some of these brain cells that have diminished in the Moon Underwater Pub Library. Thanks, John. Yes, this week in the Moon Underwater Pub Library, it's a, it's a poem by Gavin Ewart, who's a very fine British poet. Uh, he was, I think he kind of knew Larkin. They definitely kind of liked each other's poetry and things. 
And I think Larkin wrote a poem for Gavin Ewitt called Good For You, Gavin. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he sort of wrote quite kind of humorous verse, more kind of like light verse and things, but he was, he was very good, you know, and... Um, this one is really, um, really depressing. <laughs> so I hope you're ready for it. Thank you. It's a poem called uh, Yorkshire Men in Pub Gardens by Gavin Ewart. As they sit there happily drinking, their strokes, cancers and so forth are not in their minds. Indeed, what earthly good would thinking about the future, which is death, do? Each summer finds beer in their hands in big pint glasses and so their leisure passes. Perhaps the older ones allow some inkling into their thoughts, being hauled as a kid upstairs to bed, screaming for a teddy or a tinkling musical box against their will. Each Joe or Fred wants longer with the life and lasses, and so their time passes. Second childhood and come in, number 80, shouts inexorably the man in charge of the boating pool. When you're called, you must go, matey, so don't complain, keep it all calm and cool. There's masses of time yet, masses, masses, and so their life passes. I think it was lovely that you stood up at the end. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Saluted, what did you think of that? A bit too much, but... Yeah. That's quite something, man. I like that poem a lot. Yeah, John Self, who's very good on Twitter, he's a book reviewer. He posted it. I, th- I quite like it because it's very sad. I think it's about this idea that when you're in the pub sometimes, you kind of have this sense that you could just be- sit there forever. You know, obviously you can't. <laughs> but it's this uh, kind of idea that that kind of, you know, that kind of sense of time passing, you know. I can't really explain it. I just thought it was very nice. Really nice. Mm. Sometimes the the great poems sort of explain themselves. And when we try mm. to explain what they mean, we get all mixed up. But I think as well, it's about that when you're having a really nice time, you think, oh, I've got masses of time, I've got loads of time, you know. And it's about, so I think it's kind of like kind of stepping away from that and realising, you know, time's a bit limited. Yeah. <laughs> as I said, it's very depressing, but very nice. What good poem. Uh, what's it called mm. again? It's called Yorkshire Men in Pub Gardens by Gavin Ewart. Great name. Fantastic. We add that to the Moon Underwater Pub Library. Well, we also have a jukebox here, Joe, and we need you to put an album on it that you would most like to hear in your dream pub. So what's it going to be? Well, I had the first five, now that's what I call musics. Did you know? Oh, very nice. I had all of them, but I I kept them together. You had every single one? I had the first five, yeah. Oh, right, I see. Right. And then um, as I got older, I realised there was a lot of shit on them. Yeah. Mm. So I stopped buying them. Um, and also then Greatest Hits or whatever came in because they, they had the cassettes next to each other, which for me was the way it should have been. And then I think there was a time they went to the ne- that way, the bigger, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I was out. So yeah. I think I'm going to put the first four now, that's what I call musics on there. And one of them was Neil from Young Ones with Hole in My Shoe. That's what I remember. There's, I think that was in Now That's What I Call Music 4. I like that you had the first five, but you're only taking the first four on the jukebox. Yes, because I would, I'd like to keep one for myself if that's all right. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Not made of money. Now compilations really capture a moment in time, don't they? Because they've got all those one-hit wonders. Yeah, there's there's a lot of dross on there, but I just think it it's magical to have all, all of the, such a lot of what I call music one. Let's see what's on it. Do you know what it is on Amazon? 
How much? Three pounds. Really? I thought it would be a bit of a rarity. That's depressing. Madonna, Culture Club, Kajagoogoo, Duran Duran, UB40, Phil Collins, Paul Young, Tracy Ullman, Genesis, Rod Stewart. They've literally put the good ones at the top. Yeah. Where's the, where's the shit? Phil Collins is he's dressed like a... I don't want to say knob, but... <laughs> you can say knob. But... Look, can you see? Can you see how he's dressed? Can you see that? Oh wow, that's extraordinary. That's so partridge, like a flat cap, a flat tweed cap, and a golfer's sort of red jumper. Phil Collins look, he's, looks like he's come straight from the set of Buster. Yes, and maybe he had. You never know. Maybe he had. I don't know if it's the same year, but yes. Can I have those, please? Well. We usually only allow one album, but we're making so many exceptions, Joe, that I think it's fitting that we have now. That's what I call music volumes one to four. Great. Heaven 17, Temptation. Mm, Good song. Um, Casey and the Sunshine Band, give it up. Oh, that is a belter. Malcolm McLaren, Double Dutch. Oh, wowzers. What number are they up to now? I think it's like eight or nine, I think. (laughs) Now that's what I call the towering inferno of time. Joe, could we talk a bit about what your pub would look like? What do you want it to be? Who do you want to be in there? What vibe? What furnishings? Um, I would like a... Well, from the outside, I'd like a car park all the way round. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's within the area of a town, but it's sort of... Not on the outskirts, but not in the town. It's got a large area, but it's not being used well. Okay. <laughs> So the so everything has been concreted outside. Yeah. So where the where the beer garden and the car parking merges. So there's there's like benches and stuff, but you don't know. But there's never a lot of cars in there anyway. Like it's way too big the car park anyway. Are we looking at like it could be in the location of a of a former petrol station? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. It's it's. But it's it comes with land, but that land is not being used well. Yeah. So, like, they've sort of bought a plot very cheaply. Yeah. But it's been far too... It was far too big for the pub, and they've said, oh, we'll just turn it all into sort of generic concrete. There's, like, a slope up to the car park. You know what I mean? It's like you have to sort of drive it, and you're in, and... Yeah. And there's sort of doors to... There's, there's lots of doors that you can't use... Which are, they all look like they go to the kitchen, but they can't all go to the kitchen. But then inside, you go, oh, this is actually really nice. So, so it sort of stops a lot of people coming in. Oh, good plan. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Well, in this pub, you get one more choice, which is your wild card option. What are you going for, Joe? Well, I can have a thing in it. Yeah, or, or another drink. It's up to you. Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Lovely. Yeah. Li- living? No, no, no. So in, in what form is Marilyn Monroe taking? She's like maybe 15, 20 minutes after she's died. No, 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 living, living, John, very much living. Okay. I'd say heyday. Brackets, heyday. But she, she's, in our pub, she's just left alone. Left alone to her own devices. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, no one gives a shit it's Marilyn Monroe. Air vent underneath, or are we... No, 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 she, she, she's, if anything, she looks dowdy, because she's just in the pub. So is it Norma Jean? Yes, Norma Jean. Yeah. 
Norma Jean. Norma Jean, and she's um, reading a book, having a jar, and just being left alone. She's um, just having a pint. I've never spoken to her. <laughs> if anything, she comes across as quite hostile. Uh, well, and as is her right. Mm, exactly. Just leave me alone. I'm having a... She's reading a Jilly Cooper because um, there were no Jilly Coopers when she was alive. So she's making up for lost time. She's catching up on the Jilly Coopers. Well, uh, we now leave the Johnny-come-fly-be-nightlies to find out who Joe's dream pup companion would be. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, folks, Joe has just shared with us a quite unique pub companion. If you would like to hear Joe Wilkinson's pub companion, and indeed the pub companions of all our guests, head to patreon.com forward slash moonunderpod or moonunderpod.com and click through to our Patreon offering where you can get many, many gifts, many wondrous gifts bestowed down upon thee from on high. Isn't that right, Robin? Yeah. You get access to our monthly bonus podcast, Behind the Cellar Door. You get extended episodes, ad-free episodes, advance warning about tickets to live shows. You also get to join the Moon Underwater Social Club on Facebook. So it's all to play for. You're barred. Joe, it's been emotional. We've got two more bits of admin before we go, just to remind people that your dream pub uh, is in an enormous car park, a large area of land that's not being used well. (laughs) This is slope up to the car park, and inside there are lots of doors that you can't use. <laughs> yeah, and they all look like they're going to the kitchen, but kitchen, they can't yeah. be. You've got a rotating guest pissy lager, which is not plugged in. Uh, you've also got a rotating Spanish lager on the second tap. You've got long cans on offer from Macro and Whispering Angel Rosé Wine. For Jean, Norma Jean. For Norma Jean. Yeah. Um, you've got Halo cocktails as your spirits. On the jukebox, now that's what I call music, volumes one to four. Your wild card, as discussed, is Marilyn Monroe. You can get, now that's what I call music five, on Patreon. 
If you go to Patreon, you get now sort of whole music file. Oh yeah, good. That's just for Joe's Pub's Patreon, not for Moon Underwater's <laughs> Patreon. Um, but we do need to bar something, either a sort of person or a behaviour or something from your pub, something that you most annoys you when you go into uh, your local. Guys, it's it's hard to narrow it down, isn't it? I'd say, um, I'd say people standing, young people, noise, take those tables that are high. Oh yeah, I don't mind banning high tables actually because it is quite it's quite unpub-like. It's crap. There's an issue with uh, the, a pub near me, which I won't name, where they have high stools um, up against. The kind of you can sit in the window. Oh yes, but the 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 the, the heights don't match, so you can't get your knees. Uh, you can't get your legs under the shelf. Yeah, you have to sit sideways on. Yeah, that's awful. Mm. I what should I? I think I'm going to ban non-frosted glass. You're going to ban non-frosted. Yeah, like glass. I don't yeah. think you should be have glass where you can see into the pub. Okay, so. Everything is opaque, so yeah. sort of semi-opaque. So you want people to walk past and not work, be able to work out if it's a, a brothel or a, or a pub. Yeah, just they just they have to roll the dice. Yeah. Well, they've just walked through a big car park. Yeah. So, so they're my kind of people. If they're up at the window, <laughs> come in. Okay. If, if you if you've hiked across that car park, do you remember when bookies did that as well? They they were places you could suddenly be. You could see in. Mm, yeah. But yeah, frosted, uh, non-frosted glass in the windows. So clear glass, we could also call it that, couldn't we? <laughs> you make words up if you like, John. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, please. It's time. Finally, we need a name for this pub. Sometimes people give their pubs names specifically to put people off. I don't think that's going to be necessary uh, for this pub. I think you could call this pub the I'll give you a million pounds if you come pub, and people would probably still think twice. Okay, how about the Sue Pollard? Oh, I love it. I met her yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What are you doing with Pollard? Weakest link. Oh. Yeah. So does Romish do that now? He does, doesn't he? Yeah, Yeah, he does, yeah. Wow. How is Pollard? The only way I can describe her is 110% Pollard. Oh, mm. my God. I'd love it if you said she was an absolute diva. No, she was so nice. She was. So, I bumped into her into the hotel, and we were both by the coffee machine. I was like, oh, I bet she's doing the weakest link. But before I'd even said, like, oh, I'm John, I think we might be doing this filming together, I just said, oh, hey, and she went, oh, hi, dear, how would you get this bloody coffee machine to work? I can't oh, figure it out. You bonded, you bonded, uh, Amiga. And she was just so nice with everyone there. She was funny, and as soon as, like, I mean, she's like that all the time, but as soon as the cameras came on, you could tell she was being silly and she was sort of playing the fool, but she was giving the people what they want because she's from the old school. That's what I want. Pol- I want a, I want Pollard back on the screen. Yes. Well, check out The Weakest Link. Yeah. Joe, we thank you so much for your time here at The Moon Underwater for creating the Sue Pollard. It is yours to take with you whenever you need it the most in times of cheer or of glum. And uh, we wish you a very safe journey back to the other realm. Bye-bye. Oh, I'm off then. I'm okay. But (laughs) (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.